Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Naturally Resilient. I am your host, Devin, and today we are embarking on a flavorful, tasty journey through the six tastes or flavors as recognized in Ayurveda. And understanding these tastes really offers us a roadmap to transforming not only our mm, physical health, but really our entire well-being. The flavors, in particular the six main ones, really contribute to our entire experience of life when they're imbalanced and when they are not in balance. So each one has its own energetic signature and effect on the system, and we're going to talk about that today, how they impact us, um, specific examples of each, a little bit about some emotional eating and cravings, and how um, when the flavors are not balanced in our lives, it can lead to cravings and other challenging things as well. We're going to get into all of that, so let us dive in. The six tastes are sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. And each one has its own unique effect on our body and mind. And these tastes, in their right proportions, at the right time for the person, are crucial for our overall well-being. And let's take a look at these. So sweet, you know, this isn't just like sugar, like we all think about and are certainly um, the most of us consuming way too much of these days and it's refined, not health supportive way. But the sweet taste includes things like grains, root vegetables, sweet potatoes, carrots, things like that fruits, dairy, honey. The sweet taste nourishes and revitalizes the body. So this is where we get um, strength from. It grounds us. It calms the nerves. It replenishes tissues. And when it's consumed in excess, it can lead to uh, lethargy, congestion, and weight gain. So before we go further, we want all of these tastes every day at each of our three meals in a nice balanced proportion. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, When we are favoring a particular taste, we can start to develop some of the symptoms that are associated with too much of that. And then also um, some of the things if there's not enough of that. So as I'm going through these, I invite you to kind of reflect on what you may be experiencing regularly in your body and in your mind, and maybe tie it back to what you are eating most frequently. Okay, so that was sweet. Sour, these are things like citrus fruits, um, and the sour taste stimulates appetite and digestion, and that's, we, we want that. We want our digestive fire to be ready to receive food. Sour energizes the body, it sharpens the senses, and of course, overdoing the sour taste can cause too much acid in the system, things like heartburn, 
and it can disturb the natural balance of bodily fluids. Salt is things like sea salt and seaweed. It enhances taste, it stimulates digestion, it maintains mineral balance, it helps us to absorb the nutrients in our food. And in excess, it can lead to some fluid imbalances, so some bloating, some fluid retention, high blood pressure, skin issues. Bitter, these are going to be things like leafy greens and turmeric. And the bitter taste detoxifies the body. It actually helps to cleanse the the liver and the gallbladder system. It can support um, weight loss if that is something that is needed in the body, if, if there's holding on to excess tissue. It also combats inflammation. And too much bitterness can deplete the tissues and cause dryness. Pungent, these are things like chilies, ginger, pepper. And the pungent taste, again, stimulates digestion and metabolism. It can clear the sinuses and overusing it can lead to irritation and inflammation in the digestive tract and in the mind and the emotions. And then finally, the astringent taste. These are things like beans, green apples, tea. It helps us to absorb water, tightens the tissues, helps us to digest um, fats, and in excess, it can lead to dryness and constipation. So, you know, I could talk about each one of these on its own for ever. So this is just a very brief little overview to start to get you thinking about Where and how and how much am I getting these six tastes? And more specifically, what I really invite you to do is to think about your diet and your baseline experience of your body, mind, and emotions. So when I say baseline experience, I mean kind of what you experience regularly. And then reflect on the main flavors of your diet and begin to connect the dots. And so as I was speaking of these things physically... Um, you know, like astringent, for example, I said in excess, it can lead to dryness and constipation. Yes, those can be physical. And as always, whenever I'm speaking to you, I invite you to think more broadly, to think about these things in more abstract and energetic ways. So is there dryness in your emotions, in your mind? When we say somebody has like a dry sense of humor, right? There's like cynicism and Um, you can be emotionally constipated. Are the emotions flowing? When we say that, you know, somebody is experiencing bitterness, there's just a bitter person, there's resentment, there's just that like kind of bitter, um, you know, that kind of energy. And when somebody is really sweet and grounded, yeah? So just kind of like playing your own detective, if you will. So moving into the emotional connection of these things, our diet influences way more than just our physical health. It impacts our emotions. And so we can start to look at things like cravings and the signals that they may be giving us from an emotional standpoint. So cravings for sweets, for instance, often signal a need for comfort or grounding, right? And recognizing this allows us to meet our true needs rather than reaching for temporary fixes. And so I want to talk about 
cravings and imbalances, okay? So when we're out of balance, this notion of intuitive eating can become skewed, yeah? Because imbalances manifest as cravings for foods that only perpetuate our current state rather than bring us back to an equilibrium. So I'm going to say that in a different way. When we are really imbalanced in some way as a result of so many different things, diet, lifestyle, traumas, many things can lead to us experiencing an imbalance in our system. And that looks like a variety of symptoms, right? So anytime there is dis-ease in the body, there is imbalance. And so often, the more kind of dis-ease that is present, the more that this imbalance will kind of seek to feed itself. So we may receive signals to eat a certain food, and we might be like, oh, this is intuitive eating, my body is asking for this. And more often than not, that's not actually the case. So... A, a fierce craving for something is more often than not an imbalance that is seeking to perpetuate itself rather than bringing you back to balance. And so we can look at this from two different perspectives. One is a perspective of cause and effect, right? When I eat this, does it actually, in a long-term way, make me feel better or do I kind of feel worse? So what happens when I do this, this, then what? right? When I eat this, then what? And we can also start to look at it from a like increases like, opposites bring balance perspective. So if you're experiencing symptoms of something, is what you're craving the same frequency, the same emotional and physical essence, or is it the opposite? So if you're somebody that's experiencing a lot of dryness, constipation, maybe some anxieties, cynicism, insomnia, and you are craving a big raw salad with crackers and you eat popcorn, do you kind of see how those things from a flavor profile, from a quality profile actually are going to just enhance, perpetuate, increase the current imbalance of dryness, constipation, anxiety, insomnia. True hunger seeks nourishment from any wholesome food, right? So when you're truly hungry, like you're gonna be satisfied with a wholesome food. There's not a really strong demand for any specific food or flavor the way that a craving arises. Cravings demand specific tastes or foods that may not serve the current state of your body. So learning to recognize the difference between a craving and a subtle cue is really important because those subtle cues and not strong cravings are actually your body's ways of bringing balance. Balance is not a fixed, rigid destination. It's a spectrum that we dance along each day as the seasons change, as we age. 
it's, it's not a, a rigid place. So when we have these subtle cues that aren't loud and demanding and that intuitively we're like, oh, this actually would feel good. Like something along more of that flavor profile. Like maybe for example, in the autumn, you find yourself wanting a little bit more of the salt flavor, which makes perfect sense for that time. So subtle cues versus cravings. And seasonal eating really plays a pivotal role in all of this, in in the six tastes, in the emotions of eating, in our physical health. Because aligning our diet with the energy of the current season enhances our body's natural healing processes and brings our system into balance. Because each season contains its own specific effect and energy. So, like, you ever notice how a watermelon may not sound as appealing in the middle of January as it does in July? So, whatever you are experiencing, from strong cravings to subtle cues, use it as a call to listen more deeply to your body. Now, incorporating all six tastes in our meals really does promote um, stability and, and satisfaction. You know, when you eat a meal and you're just like, wow, I feel so good. You take the last bite and you're just like, oh my goodness, I am satisfied. I feel better after the meal than I did before, which is like a hallmark of a, of a really wonderfully prepared, wonderfully portioned, wonderfully um, seasoned and like flavored meal is feeling better after than you did before. So when you have that like really delicious feeling, that is what happens when the six tastes are in wonderful harmony and in a wonderful, um, kind of pie chart, right? We're not going to seek all six of them in equal amounts. We're going to seek them kind of on a scale of we want more of this to less of that. And it was the order that I presented them to you. So sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, astringent. So an example of a balanced meal might include a base of sweet grains, right? Any of those nice whole wet grains are going to have that sweet taste. Maybe a little sweet potato or carrots, a legume for its astringent properties, some kale for its bitterness, and cooked with spices like salt and coriander and ginger and turmeric. This lets everything be nice and represented in a wholesome, balanced way which again can lead to emotional stability, a deep sense of satisfaction, optimum digestion, clarity, resilience, joy, and vitality. Our food is really meant to sustain and nourish and energize us. It's not there as, you know, entertainment or comfort or anything like that. It certainly can be fun, not saying it's not. I love to eat. I love 
to have that sense of satisfaction at the end of the meal. I love to prepare my meals. And if we're turning to food for things other than sustaining our life force and nourishing us and energizing us and giving us the ability to really live our life and to really do so with clarity and health and joy, then we might want to take a look at that. And sometimes these little tweaks, like thinking about the six tastes, thinking about what is the right amount of food for me, what are the right things for me to be eating in the season that I'm in, can really make such a huge difference. Let's give food the right conditions so that it can do its job. And so we may reap the full benefits from it. Our relationship with food can be really, really hard. Right? I know that I have had my own fair share of challenges with my relationship with food throughout my life. And so I'm curious as you kind of reflect right now, what is your relationship with food and eating? Eating is an emotional act, it's a physical act, it's also a very spiritual act. And mindful eating practices such as savoring each bite, expressing gratitude for our food, can actually deepen the nourishment we receive from it. It's also a practice in self-love and honoring our bodies. And so something like just pausing to take some breaths before you begin eating can, can really also change everything. So see, just these little tweaks. How are the six tastes represented? Are you eating in a peaceful way? Are you going to take a little pause before... Let yourself reflect on the food that's in front of you and all of the sunlight and the moonbeams and the water and the soil and the microorganisms and the people and everything in between that played a part in bringing it to your plate. And, you know, lastly, before I share just a little story about a client, I want to touch on feminine shame that I've talked about so many times. There are many other episodes on this podcast and I've got resources on my website. Feminine shame is a phenomenon that I have observed and named that is a resistance towards and a fear and disdain of that which is natural, cyclical, wholesome, tender, changing, soft. It's a shame towards that which is natural in a world trying to get us on board with what's normal, even at the expense of our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and relational well-being. So feminine shame shows up for every single one of us, regardless of gender, regardless of anything. It is something that none of us is, is immune to. And it shows up in so many different facets of our life, and especially with how we relate to food and our bodies. So this shows up with feelings of guilt for eating certain foods or for not adhering to societal beauty standards. This shows up in how we view our bodies. This shows up in leading us to ignore our body's wisdom in favor of external dietary trends, right? So have you ever done that? 
oh, I read this thing was really good, so I'm going to do that, even if it's making you feel like shit. So the trend of like, you know, tons of raw juices and raw smoothies and cold things and raw salads, and then experiencing constipation, really dry skin, anxiety, overthinking, having a really hard time sleeping, feeling really cold. And feeling like, oh, there's something wrong with me or my body hates me or, you know, whatever story we might make up when it's like, actually, all these trends and things that you might have read that are good for you because society says so are the problem. It's not you or your body. Your body just doesn't have the support that it needs. So it pulls us away from our own intuition, our own intuitive knowing and our ability to hear ourselves. And then it can show up as us mm, being resistant towards changing the ways that we are doing things. Because we believe, oh, I might not be worth it. I don't want to be different from other people. So I'm going to eat the same things that they're eating. Or I don't want to take the time to cook for myself because I'm not worth it. So just being aware of how this can show up here in our relationship with with food. And healing this aspect involves recognizing and really honoring our body without judgment. And allowing ourselves to enjoy a harmonious relationship with food and eating that, again, can come from things as simple as balancing those six tastes. And being really grateful for everything that goes into our mouth. So... Before we close, I want to share a story of a client I have called Alex. And Alex came to me struggling with emotional eating and a really tumultuous relationship with food. This was like a lifelong thing. And for most of us that have a challenging relationship with food, it is a lifelong thing, right? It starts in childhood for most of us and kind of keeps going until until we work with it. And so I worked with Alex to kind of begin to introduce um, the six tastes into their diet and they immediately began to notice a shift so they started to do things like you know sweet grains and fruits and letting go of processed sugars which actually became really effortless as they started to lean in more towards the like sweet potatoes and the sweet grains and you know back to that whole oh, I read this and this is what I'm going to do because they said it's good for me. We've become very like carb phobic, which is weird (laughs) and like sad. Um, So often when we start to let go of these things, cravings will will increase because our body's like, yo, I need that grounding sweet flavor from like brown rice and oats and sweet potatoes and just all the yummies so anyway Alex started to to bring those things back into their diets and some fruits and and the sweet taste and so those cravings for sugar started to just go away really easily we don't have to like force things they started to just focus on on bringing in the sour and the salt and the bitter and the pungent and these things in in nice proportions and they began to notice their digestion really improving constipation cleared up they noticed 
um, that feeling of satisfaction that I talked about after meals. They noticed more energy. They had more complete and regular bowel movements, which for this person was like, oh my goodness, I didn't think it was possible for me to do this. And here I go every day. Their skin cleared up. And they really just felt like more peaceful overall was a word that they kept coming back to. More peace, more peace. And through this journey, they found that not only was was this way of eating supporting their physical health, but it really healed their emotional relationship with food. And because they were so much more grounded in their body and in their system, they were able to do some of that deeper emotional work that had just kind of been being band-aided with food. So to do deeper healing work, and I, I say it all the time, to do deeper healing work, we need a sense of stability and grounding that helps us to go more deeply. And so if like our diet is all over the place and leaving us feeling crazy, then it's going to be really hard to create that stability, right? So this really helped them to go more deeply, to stop band-aiding things with food. And this new way of of approaching food and eating is really just a, a new foundation for Alex. And yeah, they're just incredibly grateful and I'm incredibly grateful for them. So... In conclusion for today, balancing the six tastes invites us to connect with our body's wisdom and to discover the joy of eating in a way that supports our whole being. Like, food is not shameful. Enjoying food is not shameful. We're allowed to like it. It's encouraged to like it. And the more that we like it and are feeling supported by it, the more our life just becomes so magical we have more health and energy and vitality and most all of mainstream stuff is 100% grade a nonsense I'm just gonna put that out there I invite you to start experimenting in your kitchen and notice how these adjustments affect your mood and your energy and your health food is really really powerful It shapes literally everything in our life, our experiences, our health, our mind, our energy, our emotions, our relationship. And this this way of going about eating in in a balanced way where we look at food from an energetic perspective, from a quality perspective, as opposed to a quantity perspective, right? How many calories does this have? How many grams of protein does this have? When we can look at food as as energy and the specific energy it has and the flavors that it has it's so much more magical and so much more empowering and it really can transform your entire life from the inside out so remember that the journey to full well-being and joy and resilience is both delicious and profound and actually a lot simpler than you may think right now Thank you so much for joining me on this flavorful exploration. I'd love to hear how uh, balancing the six tastes transforms your health and happiness. And I invite you to come connect with me in the Facebook group, Naturally Resilient, or through my website at innerspark.life. They're all in the show notes. And if you're seeking personalized guidance, I am definitely here to help you. We can work together to create some tailored strategies for embracing nature's wisdom in your life. 
And until next time, nurture your inner spark and let it guide you to your fullest, most delicious potential.